Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strumpcast, episode 209. We've got a very special episode for you today. But before we get into it, let me introduce you to my co-host. First, we've got the main man, Danny. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, brother. I'm cold. Um, I'm not sure if it's because I'm uh, I'm in Toronto, Canada, or if Lord. just because being on top of the mountain is just so cold <laughs> up here, brother. I was waiting. Yeah, I was, I was waiting to hear that one. Yeah, <laughs> but good nonetheless. You can see the wheel turning in his head. <laughs> and we've also got Richard. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm not as cold as Danny. I'm literally wearing shorts right now. Uh, can't see on camera, <laughs> I'm but freezing, brother. I'm, I mean, it's because I'm not outside, though. It is freezing cold in yeah. in my end as well. My dad doesn't want to turn on the heat or something, bro. I don't get it. I don't <laughs> that's port- anymore, that's bro. Portuguese. Chief. What do you need for? Put on some pants. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm much needed win, so I'll take it off the table. You're not going to get a lot of complaints from me on that end. No, definitely not. And we've also got Chris. I didn't say, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing well as good as well. Uh, I mean, highs and lows. I mean, there's some decisions, right? I, first half, we played well. It was only one nothing though. Thought it could have gone either way. I thought they maybe could have got one back, made it 2-1. Who knows what would have happened. In the end, though, we got the three points. First win against them in six years for the league. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But thank God. <laughs> Streaks are made to be broken, as they say. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and of course, we are also joined by a very special guest. Probably he doesn't want to be here today, but we appreciate him coming <laughs> nonetheless. And it is Rui from the FC Porto podcast English. How are you doing today, man? Hey, thank you guys for having us uh, for having me on. And no, man, it's all it's all good. I'm I'm happy to be here and talk all things. Uh, I guess Spartan and Porto. If we can even talk about anything about Porto given the performance that they gave against you guys but no I'm, I'm excited I'm happy to be back on here thank you for having me no, appreciate you coming on and you can also follow myself here but most importantly make sure you follow <clears throat> all things Avalaz on all social media platforms and podcast platforms to hear us first but other than that we'll get straight into it with uh, the game that took place on a on a Monday evening at 8 30 so it ended sporting to Porto Neil and here are the lineup for Sporting, Adan, Eduardo Corresma putting in a shift, a 5.8, by the way, for that performance. Disgrace. Imagine if that goal counts, what his rating would have been. Yeah, exactly. I think the other card does bring it down, to be fair. But Still. Fair enough. Yeah. Diamante, Inacio, Mateus Reis, Jenny Katamo, Hulman, Morita, Pedro Gonzalez, Edwards, and Yocres. Off the bench, Nuno Santos got a yellow card from the bench, which is very impressive. But to be fair, it's Nuno Santos, so uh, to be expected. Uh, Paulinho, Esgaio, Briganza, Trincao. And then on the Porter side, Diego Costa, Pepe, Zepedro, Jean Mario, Zaidu, Estacchio, Varela, Pepe, Galeno, Teremi, Evan Nielsen, Fabio Cardoso, Consisal, Navarro, and Andre Franco. And of course, Pepe getting sent off in that game as well. Uh, I'll start off with the, with the sporting analyst, I suppose. Uh, Danny, what are your overall thoughts on the game? Um, bro, what a game. I mean, a great game for on Spartans end, at least, right? Um, thought we played really well from this from the get-go like you said Eduardo Kudesma who who the hell was expecting that type of performance from the kid um I was ready to sort of bring up the same points to Ruben like how do you put these players on you don't give them minutes against like an Aroca or uh or you know a team like that but when it comes to a big game like Porto you have no problem throwing in Fatawu last year Kudesma this year I understand Kwach had an injury at the uh like the last play he said of, of training so it just made sense to fill him in, but happy to be wrong there. Um, 
uh, bro, like the, the, not much else to say. And then, of course, once Porto goes down to 10 men, um, we just dominate even further, though Porto did have some chances, which if that offside goal wasn't offside and it's 2-1, things can change there. You know, Sporting do like to throw away uh, a somewhat comfortable lead. So uh, glad at least that didn't count and, and we went through. But, yeah, I mean, like we like we hinted at, I think, before we went live, this game could have easily could have potentially should have been for nothing. I mean, given some of the, the controversies that I know we'll, we'll get into in a bit. Um, last thing for me is just, I just want to say like Victor Jokerez deserves a statue at this point. If, <laughs> if we do anything this season, wow, we have to give this guy a statue. Cause I not think only... he's still waiting for your apology, to be honest, Danny. Yeah, he's still yeah, waiting yeah, for it's the It's coming, it's coming, I'm He's still waiting for the Danny Saldana apology letter to come It's in the mail, it's in the mail. It takes a while to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, give me, I work at a bank, bro. Give me, like, five to ten business days to complete these things. You know Two months. He's just been, he's been unreal. Because if we, like I said, if we were to do anything this season and if we win anything of significance, obviously he's a big point into that. And then we're likely selling them for a hundred million at the end of the season too. So um, statue pending, um, yeah. bag pending as well. Bag for sure pending. Facts, facts. That's all I got to say about this game, and then we'll get into like the intricate season just a bit, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Rui, you can go next, and and I will say we say it to every guest from like a, an opposite team. Feel free to be as biased as you want. Feel free to, you know, you don't have to come in here and try and impress the, the sporting fans. Just whatever you want to say. Hey, the floor is yours. No, I no seriously. I'm gonna I, as much as I love my team and everything. There's no defense. There's no there's no excuse for for the result that we had. I think. I think Sergio got outcoached. Uh, the preparation for the team wasn't there at all. I think from I think I think uh, Danny was being a little kind, uh, saying that you know, or I, was it Christian that said that uh, Porto had a couple of opportunities, could have went either way in the in the first half. I I didn't see it. I didn't see it like that. I think uh, Porto were just a disaster from the get go. Uh, they definitely got a little bit rattled after the first goal early on from Giocides. Uh, You know, I thought Pep was containing him really well, but he got the friendly bounce and he struck that ball perfectly to put in the back of the net. And that's the goal that Sporting definitely needed. Uh, what was a little bit surprising on my end, I was kind of cool and calm watching this game because Porto usually is resilient, especially in the bigger matches. That's when they tend to play their best football. When they play against the smaller teams, they tend to struggle when they feel like they have to be in complete control of the game. Uh, when they're playing against a team that's that's on the level of their quality, they tend to play a much more positive style of football it's so strange to uh to see that but um but you know we, we just i wasn't able to be comfortable after that i porto are usually well collected they they are a resilient team and they usually bounce back and show some sort of fight even when they lose in all these big games uh, against benfica or Sporting, they always show some sort of character uh, a good performance and whatnot but we didn't see that in this game and it was a lost cause after the first goal and that red card uh we were fortunate to go into halftime up two to nothing regardless what the law may say me i like to let the game play. I thought it was a really soft and harsh foul to call on Spartan's second goal. We were lucky uh, to go to just be down one nothing, and we didn't even take advantage of it in the second half. And Pep, just as much as I love him, 
Uh, and I, I appreciate everything he's brought to this club and even to the national team as well. But that, that was just un- inexcusable. Uh, he should have learned his lesson from the Benfica game as he should have learned so many lessons throughout his entire career that it wasn't the time for that. Maybe in the 80th minute when all hell's broken loose, you can do something like that. But with 40 minutes left to go and you're still in the game, you have to take advantage and just keep, keep yourself collected and, and try to lead your team. And now not only do we lose the three points in this game, we're going to lose him uh, in the next few games or whatever the decision is going to be, if he's going to be out just one or two, but uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a loss to not have him in the upcoming games. Yeah, fair enough. I, I would agree with that. Um, Chris, what about your thoughts on the game? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I guess uh, just to clarify, I mean, I definitely think that Sporting was on top of the game, but there's just, like, a couple a couple decisive moments that that, that could have changed it, right? Um, right at the end of the half, the Galenu header, Adan makes a nice foot save. Adan didn't really have much to do all half, but right at the end of the half, he had a decent shot on target. He, he had to intervene. If that goes in, I mean, Porto don't deserve to be drawn 1-1, but they would have been still one. Yeah. And, and um, it's it's an easy save, but we all know with a Dan, there's no such thing as an easy there's save. Never been it was such like a six out of ten. Save. I'll give him a little credit. That's his best <laughs> save of the season, but that might be his best save of the year for him. And then um I, I think there's obviously the offsides goal, um, which wasn't in the net. And then there's another like a through ball to Evan Nielsen. He he's in, he, he just doesn't really hit it cleanly. Again, if that's on target, I mean, it's maybe 2-1. I don't know. I don't know what could have happened, what kind of refereeing decisions could have potentially awaited us if it did get to 2-1. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the talk is and the focus is going to be on the referee. Um, but I, enough can't be said about some of this, the, the performances. Kurejma, Mateus Reis, um, Humland. Um, even Morita, I thought was good. Pot a bit wasteful, but he got his you name. Sure, on the he could have had a hat He got his name on the score sheet, <laughs> even though he, he made that one as he cut it as close as he could have. Um, Jokerez, I mean, we can't even, we can't, there's nothing more to say about him. I mean, he's just, yeah. just a tank, a beast. Um, you know, like nothing I've ever seen, um, at sporting Edwards. Um, you know, uh, a, a, I guess a sort of quiet game from him. Um, but he did flash his brilliance once, uh, forced a nice save out of Diogo Costa. Uh, we were we were on top of them from the, from the jump, to to be honest. And um, doesn't always work out like this. The better team doesn't always win. You don't always take your chances. Um, but I think in this in this case, um, they did. You know. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think just from from the beginning, beginning to finish, you guys were on top of us in the midfield. You know, Eduardo Quaresma. It's when I saw Quatas on the sideline, I was like, okay, this is an advantage for us. Uh, and I was hoping for that nice duo of Ivan Nielsen and and Teremi to have a good performance in this game. Like they, I don't want to say like they usually do against Sporting, but they've had some pretty good performances over the last uh, few seasons. And that was non-existent. I thought Eduardo Quaresma really showed what his potential was a couple of years ago. Uh, I know he's been a bit of a disappointment, but man, what an impressive performance. Galeno was non-existent throughout the entire game. Outside of that header uh, right before halftime, non-existent. He won every single battle against uh, Galeno, which is not easy to do. Uh, As streaky of a player as Galeno is, he is still wonderful on his day. Um, But Eduardo Quaresma everywhere, all over 
uh, in that back line, he was just rock solid. And you have to give credit to, to the other two center backs. They were, they were solid. That Emmy was non-existent. Pepe couldn't really get much done. The midfield was sensational. And then, you know, I have to add to Giorgetis, man, that guy, he's, he's the real deal. He is an absolute animal. Um, and he bullied Pep throughout the entire 48 minutes that Pep was on the field. And, you know, it was, it was almost a no contest. So you guys definitely got the homework done. Conceição was totally outcoached. Uh, and the most disappointing thing was the adjustments going into the second half on Sergio Conceição was, was nothing. Even with the red card, he made no substitutions, no real adjustments or anything. He had to wait until the 75th minute again to, to make some sort of changes. And by then it was already too late. So uh, tough, tough to deal with on, on this end, but it was a real impressive, uh, real impressive result. I know Richard and I talked about it on our show when he was on last week. It was hard to say who was like the best team out of the big three. Cause uh, it, it, I mean, I don't want to say that, that all three of us are on the same level. I really do think that after this game, even before this game, I think Sparting are the more most rounded team, more balanced team out of the big three this year. Uh, and this, this performance just was a statement win and it showed all that. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we did get a question in here for you from uh, dark angel of doom. He says, uh, do you think this is the worst back four since 2004? Obviously, Pepe is is like one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best centre backs of all time. I think he's very underrated in that aspect as well. But obviously, it does have the sort of hot head streak that uh, leads to moments such as what we've seen. So Pedro, I believe 25, 26, only just been promoted to the B team. And I know you've had a lot of injuries, but there's also been a bit of squabbles with uh, David Carmo and, and things like that. But what are your overall thoughts on, on that back four at Porto? I'm surprised he chose 2004. Sorry to turn, because that team won the Champions League in 04. Yeah. They had like... No, I think he's saying in like the last 20 years. Like oh, out of the last okay. 20 oh, years. I, I was going to say, because oh. that's yeah. kind of harsh. Like they won the Champions League that year with like a legendary back four. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I, I think so. And I don't want to say this is an absolute terrible back line. I think it's just old and stale. Um, and you look at the 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 numbers going into the season for the majority of the season, Porto had the least goals suffered. Um, and you can say that four of those goals were just, you know, give me's just fundamental mistakes uh, that should never happen. So I think there are worse back lines. I think this might be the worst one since 2004 uh, because it's just so old and stale uh, and there may, there's way too many uh, mistakes going on. And um, as much as I love Pep, he's 41 years old and we're still relying on him. There has to be something else there. Where's the Eder Militão or the Philippe that we should, uh, those type of players that should have been brought up in the last three or four years since they left basically. And we haven't really had a center back like that. We let Mbemba go for nothing, but, Where's the other guy to to step up and make the job easier? We can't rely on Marcano. We can't rely on, you know, Fabio Cardoso. We all know he's just a average center back in, in Portugal. He's not your everyday starter. So I would probably say, yeah, this is probably the worst or one of the worst ones that we've had in the last 20 years, for sure. And from an outsider's perspective, I don't know too much about the situation with David Carmo, but it, what if what have Porto fans heard from the sort of there seems to be a disconnect between him and Conceição or him and the structure? What is what is obviously a very expensive signing, twenty million, I think it was. Yeah. So uh, yep. what what's the situation there? 
have I, I have no idea. I don't really get the whole situation with David Carmo. Uh, obviously, last season, he it took a couple of games for him to start to get a rhythm, and then he played a few good games. Even against Benfica in the first game of the season of last season, it was uh, at the Dragon when we lost one nothing. He had a really good performance in that game. Um, it was just unfortunate that we were down to 10 men. Uh, so I, I don't fault him in that game. I thought he did great in a big game, in a Clásico. But then a couple of games later, it was his last performance of the season. We didn't even see him again. I think he had like one appearance in the 89th minute off as a substitute. And sort of the same thing happened this year. I guess it's one mistake that happens and Sergio just punishes him. But you kind of just see the same players who are not at the level that they should be in giving the performances that Porto need play every single week, like Zaidu, like Taremi, and a couple of others. So I don't know what the whole beef is or the whole relationship or what what the whole situation is behind it. Um, I think it's I think it's harsh and I think it's kind of wrong to do this because this guy's a 20 million euro investment. You have to start playing him at some time. This was uh, the first season I understand where he's not going to get as much playing time, but the second season and with this defense being as thin as it is, you know, it, you have to start playing him. So it's a frustrating situation. A lot of Portishas are upset because he may have made it a mistake against Estoril in the Tasa de Liga game, but the game was already over at that point. Uh, and then you punish him there, and we're not going to see him for how many games? It's It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, that, fair enough. I, I get the frustration, and I feel maybe not so much under Amarim. Well, I guess with a few players like maybe like Fatawu and even earlier on, like maybe Machu and Ristovsky, we had sort of similar instance but obviously none being as in like sort of expensive investment like karma so it'll be interesting to see especially with a result like this if any drastic changes come into the the 11 especially with pepe being suspended for your your next game maybe i, I don't know how many games he'll eventually be suspended for if, if if it is more than one but be definitely something to to keep an eye out i think and probably in, integral to the title race at this point as well because uh, even even though porto lost for me they're still in the title race the big like you like you said i think it's not a case that we're on the same level i just think none of no i don't think anyone has shown that they can run away with it obviously sporting dropping points to benfica i know we were a man down but you know still happened drop points to Guimarães, which was you know we can play referees all we want but we lost uh dropping points to braga obviously benfica dropping points to bovista and other teams here and there so for me it's just like no one no one has looked good enough and we are we are still in december so there's still a lot of football to be played uh, but before I pass it on to you, Richard, I'll just quickly give uh, my my share of events. Um, so I thought on the first goal, obviously a great goal by Yokres. I think you can ask some questions of Diogo Costa. Maybe his positioning was was a bit off for, for the eventual shot and maybe he could have got down a bit quicker. But, you know, I think it was ver a very low driven shot, which is uh, very difficult for goalkeepers to save. Um, but yeah, nothing... I cannot praise Eduardo Cresma anymore for... Someone of, of his, not his age, because I think he's like still like 21, 22, but from having his only only performance this season, I think, was being subbed on in the 45th minute in a game and then being subbed off in the 65th minute straight after, <laughs> then playing one of the most important games, not of the, the of the season, but just in general, a game against Porto. I know that obviously the main rivalry is with Benfica, but with the sort of emotion that's been into the Porto games, obviously the one from two years ago where... Tensions did spill over and there was chairs thrown, 
There is lawsuits for Verandas, Hugo Viano, etc. <laughs> it, it does feel like this game always has an extra sense. It's always Hugo Viano, by the way. He, yeah, he's a, he's he a little finds shithead. trouble and inserts himself. He, he, is, he, loves, uh, he is an he instigator. Loves his, they call him Tom because he loves to get into some foolery. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, Charisma just every tackle just felt like. Like, like, do you know you hear the analogies of like in the NBA where it's like he's playing on like a ten day contract? And, you know he wants to wants to make a mark. That's that's what it felt yeah, like. He's he on the triune almost. Yeah, he was playing to sort of prove something, and you, you saw it. But the only issue I had with him that second half when Pepe got that second that second yellow, he just flipped a bit. I'm not saying he played bad, but there was one play where he tried to pass it back to Dan and Teremi read it, and I think since that play. He didn't last, I think, longer than 10 minutes, but he just felt yeah. like he lost a bit of his confidence. And maybe the goal being ruled out, because obviously he started to cry on the pitch, which I think we've seen some mixed reactions from all <laughs> fans, I would say, on, on on that. But I feel like it probably did take a lot, lot out of him. And then the emotion probably got the better of him on the day. And that's where he sort of flipped, fell off. But for me, I know Jokrez was fantastic, but I'll still have Eduardo Kresma as my man of the match for the circumstance alone, just him coming in. But for me... Every single player, apart from one, I will mention in a minute, I thought was fantastic. Played, did their part so well. And the only player I'm going to single out is Pedro Gonzalez. Because Richard said it earlier, he could have had three or four goals. He, he, got, one play, he missed that one sitter and I put it in the yeah. He should be on a hat trick. Was through on goal. I think there was another pass from Jokrez. All he has to do is place it either side of the keeper and he puts it wide. Right. And it's just like There was one when he put it right at... Uh... <laughs> There was one on another fast break where the I think it was Joker is again cut it back, cut it right back to Gonzalves, and instead of trying to like go either side, he shoots it kind of right at Diogo Costa. And like literally yeah. go either side of him, you probably get it in. I know there's a lot of, like everyone's kind of collapsing around him and collapsing around you, but you could have placed it any better than that. Yeah, and to be fair to Diogo Costa, there was that one save from Marcus Edwards, which I thought was fantastic. It was a great yeah. shot, and I thought it was going in, but it was. A great stretch to save it and i do like the old costa as a, as a goalkeeper i feel like again he's let down by the back four at, at porto especially in recent times but um but yeah i think everyone played their part even the dan who obviously everyone knows that we don't particularly like he was very good with the ball at his feet was calm collected he was even laughing at some points that's that's how much how calm he was he was laughing he was smiling and uh even guys off the bench i thought paulino came on had a really good cameo Arguably should have got a goal. We'll get into the, the referee decisions in a minute. Uh, but even as Guy had some plays that, you know, shielding the ball and just being solid defensively, probably picked up a stupid yellow card against the uh, uh, Sal. It's it's crazy that uh, Amorim opted for Esgayo at center back against Guimbarães, and then he could have just ran it back, or even Neto. And, and chose not to opt for Kurejma. Yeah, I was convinced Wild. we were going to see Neto because. Never let uh, them know your next move. That's what I, that's what I say. <laughs> a few years ago when uh, Coates was injured and I think someone else might have been suspended, or it might be Fidal who was suspended, it was uh, Neto who came in and he was very good in that game. Well, bear in mind that was two years ago and since then he's had a collapsed lung and, and knee issues and, and such. And probably we're not going to see much of Neto pass. Yeah, but a game-winning goal point. against Dumiens in the task of Portugal. <laughs> exactly, man. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, everyone came in and I thought was fantastic. Briganza unlucky not to get an assist for that Paulinho goal as well. Uh, yeah, I feel it was one of these rare times against Porto that uh, Amorim came in, had a game plan, a, a clear game plan, and stuck to it, and it worked out. Because we've seen, definitely, there's no doubt that Sergio Conceição had the was the better manager in these games up until up until this this one, obviously. But um, I feel like Sergio Conceição 
out, outclassed Amorim in these last few games. And the thing is with Serge Consasau, as good as he is a tactician, I think it's the man management aspect that he does really well. I feel yeah. like, particularly, maybe not in this game and not this season, but season before, those players would, would kill for, for Sergio Consasau. And I think it was embodied in players like Pepe. And I think someone mentioned in the chat earlier, losing Otavia, losing Uribe, losing Mbemba, those guys that sort of embodied that spirit. And I think that's where the Porto team sort of lacks now. They don't have anyone, well, apart from Pepe, I would say. And maybe uh, uh, Chico Consasau as well, to, to have that sort of energy and that sort of willingness uh, to, to have. But yeah, I thought... From from minute one to minute ninety, I thought we were were fantastic. Um, but like Danny said earlier, I think due to the Benfica game, I was never like saying, "Oh, easy!" Like we've won this. Even when it was like the ninetieth minute, we got that fourth goal disallowed. I was like, "We we we're still not we're still not through. We need to." As soon as the whistle blows, then then I'll be happy because you know, like I said, the Benfica game and other games in the past, you know. We never learned to, to celebrate too early. But yeah, other than that, uh, Richard, what were your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, nothing too too crazy. I think we're going to get into Kazu's in a bit because apparently there were some Kazu's. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Carras was phenomenal. Uh, I thought he was great. Great goal. Kind of just spun Pep around. Uh, great job on the assist. Really unselfish. Probably could have had another couple assists. At, like we said, if Pot buries at least a couple, one or two more of those. Uh, Hulman was great. And yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on Eduardo Kodajma because I think everything that's been said, that, uh, that could be said, has been said. Like, he was great all game uh, for the most part. It sucks that that assist got robbed from because it was such a nice, like, team goal as well. Um, but it is what it is. We were on top of them, like we said, for pretty much the whole game. I will say Pep is an idiot. For that second yellow, he know you've got to be smarter in that circumstance. I think any chance for Porto to get back into the game is killed by that second yellow. It's irresponsible. Uh, it's done get... by Pepe, but very smart from Mateus Race. There is no doubt about that. Is Mateus Race using the dark arts against Porto? Yeah, that oh, it's a really there's funny. a little shenanigans for sure from Mateus Race. I'm not gonna. Do you guys think that. he bit his lip? I, I I think that if he's not bleeding, it's not a red card. I think if yeah. he's not bleeding, that because that ref looked for a long time. He waited a long time to go to the VAR, and then he looked at the VAR for a long time. He just kept watching. <laughs> he, it. he really didn't want to. <laughs> he really didn't want to give him a card, but he kind of had to. Yeah, um, I think the I think the blood definitely one hundred percent. I'm just joking about the biting the lip thing. I mean, yeah. he 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 connected he with him. him. Yeah, connected, yeah. yeah. Pep, Pep, uh, was, Pep was. I mean. Even before he was booked, I just it just felt like a game where yeah, it was, he was either gonna get sent off or he was going to only not get sent off because it, the Portuguese league game. It was yeah. the instant with with Human yeah. that made me think that he was gonna go because they really? they sort of had a pushing match with oh, each in other. The and then, oh yeah, 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 in the yeah. Bottom, like the set player, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he said to Human in English, saying, "You you're in Portugal, speak Portuguese." And I was like, "This guy has lost this his guy head." <laughs> Yeah, I, we yeah. said in the chat, I'm like, unless he does something really stupid and egregious, I felt like he wasn't going to get sent off. And then he did something really stupid, and I was like, oh, there it is. Uh, and he got if it, if it yeah. wasn't then, I feel like it would, he would have been sent off eventually. Do you really I think know. it would? I see. I, I think if he hadn't been sent off, then he wasn't going off. Uh, yeah, it depends. He probably would have got, just, he gotten the, more unhinged as it went on. Though, that's probably. just the cynic in Because even, even the first yellow is so dumb because he won the ball and they had possession and he just. Brings down Yokres for no reason. Yanks him down. It's yeah. It's just such 
you're 40 years old be a man like <laughs> just be do better i say this every week to someone like be better like you need to be self-aware in that in that situation uh and i think that just it just kills them from that on because at least one nil down and at 11 men you're you're always in with a chance to win now you're one nil down and you're down a man it it makes that little hill seem like a mountain all of a sudden and it, and it showed uh and they were very fortunate to um that it was only two nil draft decisions but i thought Diogo costa made you know a couple good saves as well to keep them alive the one on marcus edwards like uh you said sam that was a standout save on uh, for me as well um yeah, not nothing too much on my end. Like we're gonna get into, I think the causes and the the funny stuff in a minute here. So, yeah, I, I do want to give one more special shout out to Jenny Katamo because I thought maybe in this game, I I don't know if an, an attacking wing back would have been the move. I thought maybe yeah, this guy would have done better, but he was very good getting the assist. For, well, the pre assist, so, so he the, gets the hockey secondary goal. assist. Uh, it's the it's the brilliant move to get around the. Uh, the midfielder, whoever it is, and then the uh, the the initial pass to Jokeres, who then goes on the run. Yeah, but I, I like I said, I thought everyone was excellent. But yeah, uh, before I move on, obviously, uh, Rui, I know it'd be hard for you to give uh, a man match of the Porter side, but do, who would you think was was Sporting's most integral player? Yeah, I I would agree with you guys. I think um, I would say Eduardo Quaresma for coming in for the the circumstances right you're you're losing your your most experienced center back arguably the best center back in in the league and he comes in and has a performance like that like he was a stand out uh center back in this game he played a vital role uh, role and Porto likes to attack on that left side with with Galeno and multiple times he shut him down and it wasn't just just positioning or anything. He was just reading the game. He was always two steps ahead of him. And that's what experienced quality center backs do. And, you know, for that, I would give it to him given the circumstances, but it's hard not to give it to Giocatis as well for just being an animal. That's fair. Fair enough. Uh, Richard, what about you? Who is your minor match? Uh, I think I would give it to Giocatis still just because both goals are down to him. Uh, it's a it's a great assist on the pot one. Most there are a lot of players would be selfish in that situation. Maybe try to have a shot, uh, but I think he was smart enough to recognize his angle is very quickly being cut down. Makes the pass, brilliant goal. Uh, we've seen most players either immediately go down in the box in that situation against Pep because it's Portuguese league, uh, or they lose the ball because Pep is a good defender. Uh, but he battles out of it and then gets a really quick shot. I think it, I think part of it is it, it catches Dio Costa a little bit by surprise. I don't think he. I think maybe he wasn't quite expecting a shot. That's why it goes in at at the short angle. Uh, but I'm gonna give it to him. He was phenomenal all game. He just he does not stop running any loose ball, any 50-50 ball. He is like a Mack truck sprinting. It's unbelievable watching him play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, what about you? Who is your man match? You meet you, Chris. <laughs> My bad. It's no, tough not no, to no, give no. it to. Uh, it's tough not to give it to Jokeres, right? Um, although, Rich, uh, what, um, you had me thinking though. I remembered. Um, there was actually one moment in the second half where Jokeres opts for the shot, but I actually think if he squares it to Edwards, it's oh, probably yeah. a goal. Um, That's true. So he did. The, he did the right thing eventually on the on the on the Pedro Gonzalez uh, chance. Um, I thought actually maybe he passed it too early. The pot, and 
and Poth wasn't even going to have an easy finish. It wasn't the easiest finish, but he had enough time to, to kind of to trickle it in. Um, yeah, I mean, he just, you know who probably hate, I mean, we, 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 we mentioned before, you know, he had in a ridiculous streak of like playing 90 minutes and not getting subbed out, which ended about a month ago, but pulling you, man, I mean, the man just won't come off the field, right? So there's just less opportunities for him to, to get in there. And to be fair to Paulinho, you know, he has made the most of his little 15 minute cameos, but I mean, he's not getting unless it's like a passive game or something like that. He's not getting forty-five minutes like in a league game or yeah. in, a, in a Europa League game. It's just unfortunately not going to happen unless he starts on the wing. You know, um, the middle is locked up for ninety minutes for most games. Um, yeah. Insane work rate. Um, yeah, I mean, what more can we say? The thing is, as well, like you said, it's, if it's going to be Paulinho coming on on the wing, that means it's either going to be Trincao or someone else. Maybe someone like yeah. if Jenny does does move up the field, someone else is going to be getting affected by those minutes. And to be honest, I don't really recall seeing that much of Trincao so far. But like, again, I, if he did, he's come I on. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll give mine to uh, Eduardo Cresma. I feel like just the occasion. Like like uh, like we said, a loss of a captain, uh, not just a, a very good centre back, but you're arguably your definitely the leader. <laughs> yeah, the main centre back and the leader. I think the one good thing is that Hulman is a natural leader in himself, and you see it throughout the get throughout the whole season mm-hmm. already that he is the one to motivate, and he is also the one to not stop talking to the referees. And at one point, yeah. I'm just like, he's in every Yeah, exactly. And uh, I will say, Hulman and Ignacio getting the other card means they miss the next game. I don't know if they missed Tom Della or they missed. See, Tom I Tom thought, I thought, I thought it was the Tasa Liga. I thought the Tasa of the Liga counted. The Tasa of the Portugal didn't. But I read an article today that they were out for the Portimonense game. So maybe yeah, they changed so, it. So yeah, I'm not sure because I remember it used to carry over to just. And then all it had me thinking, cards. like, oh, Porto is already out of the Tasa of the Liga, right? Is Pep Pep's gonna just burn uh, one of his suspension game in a game? Oh, nothing game, matter. anyways. Um, but I, I guess that's not the case. Yeah, I, th- I think the good thing is if, if it is Tom Della, we already well we don't need if as long as we don't lose you, by you need a draw because you're ahead on draw, goal difference. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, but yeah, <coughs> I'll give my uh, man of the match to, to Quesma. But gen- when I say generally, I think a lot of people in this team could have been man of the match just because of how good the whole team played. I think you could probably give it to anyone but Pedro Gonzalez, and it would be correct. But <laughs> other than that, uh, we'll move on to the the controversial calls. And spoiler, there is quite a lot of them. I'll try and get there them. There might in. be a couple. <laughs> there might be a couple. I'll try and get them in order. And I think this is the first one. And I will play the video because it's uh it's no there's no sport TV logo, so I think we're fine. Okay. And that is the sort of stamp slash coming together of Yokres and Pepe. Uh I'll start with, with the, the Porto fan, just for your opinion. Do you think this was a not not a red or a yellow? What did you think? Was it a foul? Was it not? I mean, you look at the play, it looks like two guys going for the ball and the referee doesn't really call much on it because it looks like two players going for it and Pep falls. Do I think it's a red card? No. I, he obviously steps on the back of his foot, so I guess the referee's going to make what he would if he saw. I doubt it would be a red. So I know a lot of Portistas are upset about uh, no uh, no red card on that. I mean, for me, I think it's all right. A yellow card is is okay. Um, did he did he get a yellow for this? 
And I didn't even give a foul. I think they gave. No, he didn't give. He didn't get. Yeah, he didn't call it correct. Yeah, call a foul, sure, but to. Yeah, I mean, you could call. You could call a foul on it, um, but I, I, I'm not gonna be upset because these referees they go into these big games with a lot of pressure, and they're not gonna see everything. Uh, That's hard to see, especially from the distance that he was. He wasn't right in front of it, Um, so. I kind of see how he missed it, but at the end of the day, I, I doubt that's a red. Maybe a yellow if he sees the stepping, but that's not enough for a red, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the only reason that scared me about this one was, as Chris and uh, Richard will know, is that Europa League game versus uh, Raquel. That is pretty much how he got a uh, straight red card. So uh, I, I think this one was definitely lighter contact than the one against Raquel, and I, I still feel like this one was accidental, and I think, you know... Yep. I, I do feel like Pepe makes most of it. I, got, I know that will hurt, but um, the way Pepe was up straight afterwards, I, I get the complaints, and I, I feel like maybe a foul in the yellow should be fair, or maybe just a foul. Definitely shouldn't be just a throw-in, but I do think it was accidental, I, I will say. And maybe that's uh, yeah. that's my bias talking. But, uh, Richard, what about you? Uh, on this specific play, it's a foul. I think it's absolutely a foul. Um, I don't think you can really argue red card. Uh, I think it's just, it's just kind of an unfortunate, like it happens Unfortunately, it's a 50, 50 ball. They're both kind of run and yeah. it's kind of just, a your feet get tangled up sometimes. Um, if he gave a yellow, I wouldn't even been upset, but I think arguing for a straight red card when I don't think there's really ill intent, I think red cards are for flagrantly like ill intent challenges, or you're already on like a second yellow, you've been warned kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this is just kind of a. It's a foul, maybe a yellow, nothing more, and we move yeah. on with our day. I think that's just part of his stride that just steps on yeah. him. I think if he was going in lunging for the ball or trying it to win look, the ball, then you know, then it then it's going to be more intentional. So on this, it's it looks accidental. Mm-hmm. Is it a foul? Yes. Does he deserve a yellow? I guess that's up to the referee. We we see something like this where it's called uh, a yellow, and sometimes it's not. You know, I, I don't I'm not going to make a big deal out of this one for sure. Like, there was a lot yeah. more issues on uh, Porto's side in this game for sure over this. I do think if maybe the contact on the studs is higher, maybe on Pepe's uh, um, calf, then you can say, OK, yeah. yeah, maybe that needs to look at VAR. But I think it was genuinely just coming together. Nothing intentional there. But, uh, but yeah, Chris, what about you? Chris, you muted again, mate. Uh, anytime the stamp is involved, it's always risky business, right? Yeah. So, um, definitely catches him on the Achilles. Not a great spot to get stamped. I think it's a yellow as well. Yeah, fair enough. And then on to, uh, at least for three of us, the most heartbreaking uh, VAR call that happened. Oh, this, this, uh, I want to throw. I was all at a tizzy what a right what there. a ball with his is with his left foot to put it right on Jokeres's head by the way oh it's a hell of a ball on the run almost like like picture couldn't have done it much better himself yeah but like, yeah obviously great. i can't show the video for this one but um it, it basically the the trip on uh jean mario uh chris i'll start with you since i, I finished you last time what were, were your thoughts on this one didn't even see anything happen in real time Saw the line when they showed the replay. I was like, "Okay, it's he's good. The line's good." And I see him holding up, but I'm like, "What? What could the holdup possibly be? Uh, what? What is he possibly going to look at?" I thought he was going to look at the offsides. Yeah, which 
Sometimes they do, but it is incredibly rare. Um, I was like, I don't think it was like that close that you need to go and look at it. Um, I think yeah. he's onside by like what sixty centimeters. Like it's as not soon like... as as soon as the ball comes back, I scream like "Get back to Yelkers, get back onside!" And then and, and then I start to see the they start to show you know you start to see what the referee's seeing and it's like oh my god are they, they really the, the fall. Are they really about to do this and they did the 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 most incriminating angle of this instance where you're looking straight on at it like from, from the like end. behind the Porto goal basically. It appears that they don't show that angle to the referee. And from that angle, so my opinion actually went on, oh, it's actually, there's a bit of contact. The legs clatter maybe, but it's never a foul. Kudesma only has eyes for the ball and where he's running, right? He never even looks at Juan Mati. He probably he may, might not even know that he's there. So my opinion goes on, maybe the legs clatter, but it's never a foul. So once I see the angle from behind the portal goal, I'm thinking actually now like, I think Juan Mario might even kick himself by accident. And I'm not even convinced that Kudesma actually kicks his leg. Whether it's Kudesma accidentally brushing his leg or Juan Mario kicking himself, I don't think either one is a foul. Certainly not enough for the, the video ref to, to intervene and pull back a goal. Um Definitely one of the crazier ones we've seen this season. And, you know, we've seen a sign quite a few good ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and now to, to Rui, what are your thoughts on, on the disallowed goal here? Uh, I don't I, I don't understand the law of the game on this. Uh, for me personally, I'm I'm a very lenient. If it makes I'm you feel better, I don't referee. know if the refs knew the law of the game either when they called. Yeah, them. that's the thing. So it's so. <laughs> I don't know. I feel that when attackers make contact with a with a defender, like on the final third or in the half, the opposing half uh, field, it's always every little ticky thing. It's always called immediately. I mean, this one, I don't understand the law of it, but for me personally, I'm a more hands off referee. I like the physicality. I don't like. I like to let the players play. So on this, I don't really like the call. Um, I think there is contact on Juan Mario. The thing that I have is I don't know how much of a difference it would have made on the play because Eduardo was gone. He was already running, right? Yeah. Juan Mario was at a stand. Juan Mario, right? was, yeah. if you if you that's look risky, at play, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, you he know was, what? He was it's a special beat. case, and why not? <laughs> special case, special case. <laughs> with the logo, that it center as well. Oh well, <laughs> but um. I mean, he was. I don't. I mean, I don't know. When you keep well, just one more time. I think, yeah, I think he clips his back, his left back leg. But at the same time, it's they're both. Look at his head. His head never even like looks at Joel Mati. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just one of those unfortunate ones. To be honest, I think the second was the uh, the second. I guess we'll get into it afterwards. This one I can kind of understand, but I just don't really understand the law of the game. Uh, as harsh as it is that the call was made for you guys, uh, like I said, we were lucky to be down just one nothing at halftime. Me as a referee, I don't think I would have called it, but I can see how whatever the law is, if it is the law or not, I can kind of see how a referee could call this one back. Yeah. Okay. Richard, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm in the same opinion as Chris. I was very 
much like what's what are they calling calling it back where i thought it was maybe the offside because my initial my initial thing when they got when the third ball goes back to kodajima on the one two i don't know it was just about screamed at my tv get back outside so i'm thinking oh he might he maybe he was just up but then on the initial replay like okay he's not offside he's well outside uh and then it comes back to this and i'm like oh they're looking at a potential foul but i'm like he doesn't i'm with chris he doesn't look at him really at any point even if there's contact it's very minimal contact like to me it's not a foul i just think they were inventing a call like it was it was it was a harsh call on kodashima to call that a foul i don't think it's a foul there's there's zero intent i think on his part there's such minimal contact on it i i think it's harsh to call this goal back yeah fair enough so for me i i do see the contact but the thing is Football is also a contact sport. Not every yeah. single bit of contact for me is a foul. And I think for me, I, like Danny and Chris, uh, sorry, like Richard and Chris said, that Eduardo Cuesma's focus is solely on the ball. If yeah. he turns his head and watches John Murray do that and clips him, then I say, okay, mm-hmm. the intent is there. You can see it as a foul. But for me, it's just, I don't think there's enough contact for John Murray to go down. I understand he does clip him. And I think if you watch the video, I'm not going to show it anymore just in case you do get the, the copyright yeah, strike. Yeah, settle down there. If you do watch it carefully, there is the tiniest bit of contact. And I think um, what was weird about the play, and I don't know if you guys recall, that the ref almost blew for the foul straight away. He didn't even watch the goal go in. He yeah. ran straight to Jean Mario, like hand on the floor, like pointing to the floor. Right away. And then the goal went in. So I don't know if he was already going to give the foul if the goal didn't lead anywhere or something. But for me, it's, it seemed like he had in his mind that that was a foul already. And then looking at the AR, it it was weird because it sort of he made the gesture of like, is there even a coming together or like he shrugged mm-hmm. or something? And I was like, that's a goal then. And then obviously he came back and gave the foul. And it's just like, man, I I can understand it because I do feel like if if that was us, I would also be like, well, he did clip him. But yeah, I I just think just because of the way. Edward Cresman is not not looking for Jar Mario. He's not even not even he doesn't even realize he's he's really there, I suppose. And he's run through and and did the cross like Chris said, it was a pin perfect cross with his left foot, a winger's cross from a from a centre back, which is fantastic. And then obviously the the pic, the famous picture with Jormund shouting screaming at Edward Cresman, Edward Cresman full of tears. I mean I think it is more annoying for us because it was such a beautiful moment of Corazon was crying, he's so emotional just for it to get ruled out. Yeah, <laughs> if that's not something, we're like, you know, fine, but I think it's because it was Ed- Eduardo Corazon <laughs> full of tears that it's like for us, it was we just thought we had something, we thought we had something special, yeah, but uh. We might we us. might need a Jokerez goal tally <laughs> official and goal tally Take it away. with disallowed goals at the end of the <laughs> with, season. With disallowed goals, here's what it would be. Dude, I think that's the third or fourth one now. <laughs> at least, yeah. at least. Danny, since you're you have come back, uh, this is the, currently the refereeing decision we're talking about. Uh, I think we're pretty much all in the agreement that it sh- it was a harsh foul, and we don't think it should be. Do you have yeah. that same sentiment? Absolutely. Kind of crazy. I was, uh, I was watching uh, CMTV with my dad actually earlier and there was one guy who was making the argument that he still runs through him, but just like the, um, 
the shot just prior, just before he passes it off to Murita, you kind of see, and I love Joao Mario personally, but you kind of see Joao Mario like sticking his back leg out. So it's like, even if like, you know, even if he tried his very hardest, like what, what's the expectations there then? Like just have the player stop. That's kind of ridiculous. He's already in a like running motion. Mm-hmm. I not even looking at Joao Mario at all. I feel bad for the kid, bro. It, this goal brought him to tears. And- <laughs> And your tears meant nothing, brother. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, I was, I was just saying if that was any yeah, other player, okay. if it was like Nuno Santos, like we wouldn't have cared. But because it was Eduardo Cresman, he was crying, man. It was just <laughs> yeah. un- unfair yeah. to roll out the that goal. Sucks. But uh, leads us on to, I guess, not the most controversial one because I think everyone already said that it was a foul, but definitely the most controversial in like, what am I watching? And uh, I mean, I- I'll start off. Of, of course, it's a red Go card. And, and I, like I said, Mateus Reyes is very clever, and I'm not. He arguably probably should have got a yellow. As well, I actually think that, he, yeah, that would have been a fair if he came back from that review and gave Mateus Reyes a yellow. Yeah, I, I mean that's fair. But I, I think it's because they can't give yellows back from VAR. I don't know how it works, but I don't no, think they, they can, can give yellows from from VAR. But uh, here's the thing: they can if they're looking at it for a potential expulsion. So Pep yeah. in theory could mm. have got a second yellow because they went and looked at it for a potential violent conduct direct mm-hmm. red. They can't go and look at like a mild incident for a second yellow, if that makes sense. Here's yeah. here's the crazy thing. Let me just piggyback off of that one point. If you see in this picture, you see that little highlighter yellow person looking straight at this <laughs> fucking incident? Yeah, who's that dude? That's the referee. How oh, are you yeah. not giving both of them a yellow? And then boom, that's Pep's second yellow. He's not suspended for, like Rui was saying, I don't know if it's two games or, or what it may be, right? And it's it's still no complaints either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. let me also just quickly add, how much of this do you got? Like, that blood on his lip. Sure, it could be Pep. I personally think <laughs> when he's on the floor holding his face, he's biting his lip. 100%. 100%. I did see it's something. He was on the ground for a while. For a, for a exactly. And then he gets <laughs> up and then he's bleeding. I don't know, bro. I, I did see. I mean, that's clever, bro. That must have hurt, bro. Biting your own yeah, lip so like hard. Bite your lip to the to point where it bleeds. Would hurt, but like, <laughs> that I would hurt, man. Brother. I respect that. That was the that. first thing that came to my mind that he bit the <laughs> he lip. Bit his lip or something. Because that's something that I would have done too. If I was in this <laughs> position, I would have bit You're my own lip too. Open. Sam. Yeah, I I did see a, a tweet. I think it's a reporter fan say that they had like blood capsules in his mouth. Yeah, they they just had it on standby just in case Pepe yeah, decided to the swing were, for one of them. Just to be safe, they never. Got That's uh, a theory. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think smart from Mateus Ray, dumb from Pepe, and like I said, I think Pepe's head was already gone by this point. And then, you know, we've all sort of watched Pepe's career unfold. And once Pepe loses his head, it's it's game it's over game for over. GG. for whatever whatever teams play. We saw we saw the most infamous one, obviously when uh, the he played for Real Madrid and he kicked that guy on the floor like five times. Oh, beat the shit the, guy, yeah. And uh, and yeah, and I, I think th- this was one of their moments. Like I said, very clever for Matias Race. I'm surprised he didn't get a yellow because I think that would have been fair because he yeah. did push Pepe in the back. There's no doubt about it. But you know, I think it was. It was uh, obviously intentional to get Pepe to react, and that's exactly what he did. And you know, ignore the caption on the tweet, by the way. I was only joking. It's the just straight a, red a, is a bonus. The straight red joke. was a bonus. He only needed to draw yellow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I do. Is pretty good there, brother. 
Yeah, I've got someone to translate it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you just double check this is hey, fine? It, it was yeah. Kevin, was it? You probably DM Kevin. It, Kev. it wasn't Kevin. It, it was Sophia, actually. So shout out to Sophia. Thank sure, you for Sophia. that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Mateus Reis is sort of our, not our version of Pepe, but he is someone who has that mentality of just being annoying. Yeah. And I think we've seen it over... Not not just in his playing ability, because trust me, that can be really annoying for us. But like in terms of just being sort of like the master of the dark arts is what they call it. I feel like he yeah. we've got one, we got two of them, uh, Nuno yeah. Santos included. With that I was as gonna well. say b- between like Porto has Pep, we have Rage and Nuno Santos which Nuno combined. Sanchez. And Nuno have, like, the same level of fuckery as Pep, you know? Voldemort too. By the way, <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. But yeah, they had Pepe and Otavio. Obviously, Otavio is now True. in Saudi. Yeah. yeah. And I think, True. yeah, and I think now well, Nuno Santos got a yellow card from the bench. I think that, yeah. that if anything sums up Nuno Santos, it is that getting a yellow card for, <laughs> not for keeping the, the ball away. We were, we're not, we were we're not handing the him the ball and like holding it away. I was watching <laughs> yeah. the game with my uh, with my dad and my grandfather actually came over to watch a game and like, like, who got a yellow card? Man, it's like, well, somebody on the bench. But like, who? I'm like, probably doing a such. And then I saw, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was doing a such. <laughs> Kept, like, they were, fucking... It was literally like the, the 25th minute. They were arguing. They were arguing that it shouldn't have been a card, him and Paulinho. <laughs> I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure if it's been mentioned yet. Let me just also say, I found it hilarious that uh, Ruben Amurin takes off Eduard Kurejma, who's on a yellow and playing the What's game of his life, yeah. for Nunu Sant on yeah. a yellow. Any so justification it, if he's like, yeah, I want to get him out of here because I don't trust him with the yellow? Yeah. You're and you trust Nunu Sant's Nunu Sant Nunu's already on a yellow. He has a yellow field. already. That's, yeah, that was crazy. Crazy. Show me, Love show it. me. Make it make sense. I saw him like, is, you're taking a dude on a yellow and you've got a guy who's already on a yellow and he got it on the bench. Like, come and on, he's, more of a, he's more of a hothead than Kurejma. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, that blew it's, my mind. It's crazy. He looked at the benches, saw you know Neto's there, his guy was there. <laughs> Nuno Santos would have to trust them more than them too. I yeah. think at that point he was just trolling. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was in a toxic era for this one. Has to yeah. be. I but love, I just, by the way, how long the ref like spent looking at this on VAR. By the way. Like yeah. he, he, he really didn't want. Times. It was like he really didn't want to give a card, and he's like, "I have no choice." Like there were so I, many I, angles of this instant as well. <laughs> just he like, was right there. Totally he can see it. <laughs> I I honestly think if he doesn't draw blood, he doesn't even give the card. That's Nothing what I said. Him. I think if there's no blood, he's not doing it. He's not calling shit. He's because it like really it. makes clear that he made contact, contact. and yeah, at that like me. decently strong contact. You know. Yep. Yeah, and I think also him being on the floor for that amount of time as well gives the opportunity for VAR to be like, yeah, you should, you should VAR, maybe, maybe take a look at it. Like, if he gets also, up straight away, yeah. then I don't, I don't know. And and the fact that they gave away the first goal, I think they like they made sure to to give us one back, sort of. Not to say that this <laughs> isn't a red. I mean, that. it's <laughs> clearly a red. Don't don't get me wrong, but like they could have also let this go at the same time. I thought they yeah. were gonna let it go. I until mean, they basically did until the VAR intervened, right? Yeah. Until I, saw, even, until even the I replay, saw blood. Even the replay at first, I didn't think they were going to give it to him. But then when they showed uh, Matilde Jure's bleeding, I'm like, oh, shit. They got to give it to him. Yeah, like, he must have got him good. Yeah, <laughs> and I do think because it's Pepe as well, it's sort of yeah. like the NBA with German Green. Because it is Pepe, it's like yeah. we can't give the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. If that's <laughs> a Pedro, it's like, yeah, so Pedro is like, this is his first season as a proper professional in the, the first team. They're like, okay, we can give, Pepe, we can give that to Pedro. But to Pepe, no chance. It's no always chance, the yeah. people you expect most. 
<laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's always you, you always expect. What do you what can you do? But yeah, I, I don't think anyone here is going to disagree with with that. Uh, does anyone have any anything to add on it? No, it's got set off. How many? How many he here better. actually think he bit his lip? <laughs> I think For he sure. might have done. I think he For... might have done a little bit of biting. It wouldn't shock. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go with that too. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I yeah, think he did. I think he might have done a little bit of a uh, little, little, little bite of the lip there. And credit to him because if you, you were like actually bet the inside of your mouth, that fucking hurts. Can you imagine doing that on purpose to try and draw blood? God. Yes, sir. And you're already his race, and he is mental anyway. He's a and psycho, you're, uh, clearly. You're already playing the game. The adrenaline's already flowing. He probably didn't even feel it. As some people yeah. would say, Danny, the game's the game. The game is the game. The game is the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there is one more, which is, um, to be honest, is one I didn't see until this morning when someone uh, replied to me. Uh, with is it video. Shiku? Uh, no, it's this one. This Mateus race one on, um, it will replay in a minute. Um, actually, I'm going to wait 12 seconds. Come on now. Uh, but if you watch it here. Oh, I hear voices. <laughs> Oh, no, come through. <laughs> okay, let's watch it from the beginning. Uh, so watch Mateus race here, and then it's here. Oh, yeah. So that's I'll try that, and rewind it. A bit of foul, yeah. There's no sort of clearer vision. Again, the ref right there, too. I'm surprised he doesn't call that This one, ref yeah. is horrible, to be fair. Oh, he was bad all game, yeah. Like, this ref was horrible. Make a mistake. Like, I guess that's as close uh, as I can get it to. It does look like maybe there's an elbow up. He hit. He body checks. Like it's a it's a clean body check. Yeah. If but again, if this okay, I don't know about the elbow here. I don't know this part, but it could have been a foul. It could have been a card. Definitely. There's a also another one on Teremi. Again, I was watching it on CMTV. I felt dirty watching that program, but nonetheless watched it. <laughs> where Teremi's jumping man. up for a header. You guys might remember yeah. this one. He's jumping yeah, up for yeah. a header, and yeah. Yeah. also connects with his uh, with his elbow. It's and they were saying that's a clear right. red. I'm also not too sure because he's jumping up. Like, what else do you expect with his arms? Yeah. To be, right? I don't think that was um, intentional at all. Yeah. You know, exactly. it was a foul on the play. Um, but I mean, this, I mean, it been it a yellow, looked, this one. It, yeah. I mean, uh, I can't, I, I would need a different, I think the, we would the video is, is very unclear. And I have looked at a different angle, but unfortunately, I think I'm, it looks I'm, like I'm a foul because you can just tell it he looks just, like a foul. He just body, he went in there just to hit him. Yeah. Again, that's something I would have done too. But yeah, <laughs> but um, especially but yeah, as you've to you you can uh, you can forget. Yeah, unless it's like that you, guy is annoying. Unless if you can actually see that he threw his elbow and he like connected to the player's face, you know, then yeah, maybe there's something for a red there. But I mean, I think this is just a foul yeah. to send a message or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't given as a foul, and then Sportman on counter attack. I don't think anything come of the counter attack, but you know, yeah. it wasn't given. But no, I don't think sure that was too big of a deal. And the sort of main, the last big one, uh, and I'll try not to play the video because, you know, copyright laws and sounds as well, as we just heard. And so leave but, it on this freeze frame. So initially yeah. we thought it was, I think everybody agreed, we thought it was being called back for offside. My initial thought when just in real time was he's offside and they'll probably take a look at it. And then we realized, oh no, he's actually well onside because the far, the far defender was putting him on. And then we're like, well, what's he looking at then? Because they drew the lines pretty quick on this one. I was I was surprised. And then we saw they were looking at the foul. So it's the but against a shot, and it's the fall through hits the defender. Uh, 
kind of in the foot was what they were looking at. And that's what they ended up calling was a foul uh, just outside the area. Uh, and Porto got the, the free kick. And they invented that call, in my opinion. <laughs> that's I don't know. It's a 50-50 ball. The guy's going for the ball and the shot, and this foot happens to be there. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think this one was more harsh than the first one. I really, really do. Yeah, this one, I think this one's way more. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because the, the first goal was just a really pretty goal. I can actually understand more the first one that was taken away more than this one. I think this one was just didn't make sense. I mean, this is a clean goal, in my opinion. Like you said, yeah. it's two guys going for the ball. Well, actually, um, uh, Braganza has possession of the ball. And I don't really see – maybe there is some sort of contact there, but does the defender make any contact with I the haven't ball? seen an angle that convinces no. me that he even no, – I think, this one, I think, I think he might even just kick clear. through the ball, to be honest. That's what I'm thinking, and it's just the momentum. It looks – it almost looks like he's hitting him, but like – and again, even if he, again, even if he touches him slightly, it's like they're allowed to touch each other a little bit. Well, it's also like Braganza's in possession and the Porto player is coming in yeah. for the challenge. So Braganza's yeah. not the one committing any... Uh, and like it's he, funny. It's he's especially funny in defense mode. This was pulled back yeah. for offside. Then he's onside yeah. and they're like, uh, actually, a uh, foul. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's crazy. That's what that's yeah. what drove me nuts. Because I yeah. that was my initial thought. I was like, oh, they're calling it back for offside. Because I thought he was actually offside. I thought he was offside as well. And then when I saw the replay, I said, oh, shit, actually, it's, it's a lot closer because the, uh, the fire defender was putting him just on. And they drew the lines quick. And then, like you said, Chris, they're like, actually, uh, look at the look at this foul. And I'm like, I don't even think there's a foul there. Like, yeah. he's shooting the ball. The defender's foot happens to be there. And like, he's got possession anyway, so he's the one who who's not getting. He's the one who'd be getting fouled in any situation. Yeah, I, looking at like both, while watching both of the goals that were called back, I was confident that this one was going to was going to stand more than the other one. I had a feeling, really? I had I had a feeling that the other one was going to get called back just simply because of the contact there. Even though it's harsh, even though I don't really agree with it, I just sort of understand it. Um, and I know it ruins a beautiful play and a beautiful goal to go up to nothing at halftime, but this one here is just for me is much way harsher than the other one. I think this one's a clear goal. I, I don't understand this one at all. Yeah. yeah. And for me, the main grip I have with this one is does Braganza hitting Navarra's foot affect the play in any way? And the answer is no, because no. No. Navarro isn't going to get the ball anyway and he doesn't really get the ball anyway and it goes straight through to Paulinho who scores and like you guys put his offside because one it's Paulinho he's always offside he's offside at least um, twice a game like but I think even in I the, mean, the to first be fair, game, he's like he's like he's not offside because the other defenders playing him on but like he's in front of his man and, you know he didn't even seem too bothered that it wasn't yeah. allowed like he didn't, I think he, he thought he was finger. offside still that's why yeah because yeah, he was like, behind uh, his man he was well was behind the other defenders the other we just all missed we all missed the guy on like the other side of the pitch that's why yeah and it, yeah for me it's just like this doesn't affect the end result which is a Paulinho goal and I think I just don't understand. Like it does, did sort of feel like what Chris said. It's like, oh, it's offside. Oh, it's not offside. Okay, there's a foul, but it, there is just no way there's that no foul, can though. affect the end result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no foul. Like nothing. If Braganza doesn't make contact and Navarro gets like, I don't, I don't know how to explain, it, but it, 
there it does not affect the the goal. It's at like all, when you come opinion. through and you 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 come through on a big tackle, you win the ball, and then the body slam into each other. You know, it's because like, Navarro doesn't win the ball. That's, that's touch, what, I guess that's what know? I'm trying to say. Navarro doesn't win the ball. If Navarro wins the ball and then it like ricochets off Navarro's foot because of the kick from Gante, it's like okay, fine. But Navarro just puts his foot there, obviously to try and win the ball, but he doesn't. And then Gante ends up kicking him. Maybe, maybe it's not even certain that he even kicks him. To be fair, I've not seen an angle that is makes it clear. I still don't know that he fully hits him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, will I think say I this... think the ref just bet the under. That's why. That's why. I think <laughs> what was the under two and a half? I don't know, but he, whatever the under was, I think he bet it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like this is going to be one of the and a sporting already come up with the communi- communication and just said that like the VAR audio to this one is probably going to be. The most requested, not from just the sporting side, but I think also from a Porto aspect as well, from uh, the the Pepe Recon and some other things that we saw throughout the game. But yeah, this this one was, I agree, was was definitely more harsh than the first. Uh, Danny, did you have any extra thoughts on this one? No, I agree. I, I I mean, I think the first one was more harsh, but this one's also pretty harsh too. Like like you guys said, he had the possession of the ball. Um, Novadu's the one trying to put his foot in front of it as he's shooting. I would say that's probably more of a foul on the Porto player than it would be on Sporting. Uh, and then, yeah, we just got lucky. Pauline was onside. He scores. Should have been should have been 4 nothing. Should have been 3 nothing at the very least. One of those two should have at least counted. Um, yeah. But I just sent you a DM, Sam. I don't know if you want to have a look at that video. I don't know if we can play it or not. Because um, I think – and this was something that I only seen today. And I think this – has more of a criteria than a red card than anything else that we've seen. Um, but again, also, I'm not trying to, I mean, we won the game, right? If it was again, like, I'm not asking for the entire Porto squad to get, um, to get uh, like red carded, but Gioqueres passes the ball and then Shiku's trying to play the ball, right? He's trying to stop him. But I've seen that given as a red many times. I remember this one. Yeah. 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 No, that no. And way. by the way, Shiku, 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 yeah, yellow. Shiku Conteson, I believe that was his seventh yellow card of the season already. Already, um, yeah. Yeah. Like not even, we're not even He's a reserve. He's a reserve. He's yeah. averaging a yellow like every forty-three 14, minutes. I mean, what, fourteen games in. Impressive. He's averaging- He's averaging a yellow card every yeah. every second. Impressive game. booking rate for the lad. <laughs> yeah, I forgot which game he missed. Um, I think it was the last league match that was. Um, he missed the yellow card accumulation. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but he wow. like gets these yellow cards and you don't even like realize that that he's got them. I was like, yeah, man, like a guy, the kid barely plays. But Rosa Pugina's yellow <laughs> card ratio was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I love you. You're going to see some stuff. You're about to win his greatness. Dude's on like pace for like 18 yellow cards this season. <laughs> he's got he's averaging a yellow card every second game, every other game. Um, you know how it's like five, games five, yeah, but you, but you know, four suspension, three suspension, two suspension, one, 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 one. Like, yeah, he's gonna yeah. get to the point where he might start missing every game for a book. Yeah, <laughs> no, it what, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to do this. Uh, I'll, I'll probably post this. I'm gonna do the per 90 minutes, not just games, <laughs> per 90. Averaging. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't think this is a, a red card. I think it's a yellow. But I would agree with what Danny says. We've definitely seen them given. They've been given. Yeah. Even at the time yeah. of the other reds, I don't think this is, this think is it's a, yellow. A, a red card. Yeah, it's a, a yellow card. And I think at that point, I think we're already 2-0 up, game's done. They're already a man down. Yeah. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not, it's not going to affect that much 
in the grand scheme of things. I'm just but, saying, in terms of like VAR mistakes, I think this might be another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. But uh, yes, I believe that is it on the castles. Unless anything, anyone else has a. Uh, there's a no one. other. Con- I, I have all the main cons. I have one Kazu, but I want to. It's just something to pick Rui's brain on, unless it's been talked about. Because I have missed a little bit. Well, what's the Kazu? We can tell you. It's not about. a Kazu. It's more. It's a Kazu in terms of like what Sergio Conceição thinking, because Pep got the red card, and you guys only subbed in a central defender like 15 minutes later. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I I touched up on that. Uh, okay, I, okay. Just make sure. Just the adjustments after, even at halftime, things should have just been made uh, differently. You should have brought on Shiku Conceição, I think, because the kid's full of energy. He's he's been he's been perform performing quite well this he's year. Been producing well. results, goals. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I think his a defensive. Uh, um, what do you say? Um, ability is really underrated i think he's super energetic he does well pressing and i think that's part of the reason why he's got so many yellow cards i think he's a little undisciplined in some of his challenges but he still provides that spark and he's 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 wonderful on the ball so i i i expected him um and even um joan mench to come in for zaidu because it's yeah much like you guys but it didn't seem like it in this game i know you guys have your issues at, on your wingbacks and whatever We've been dealing with this guy for three or four seasons. It's it's time to go. You know, when he was linked to Nottingham this summer, I was like, "Really? Take the money and right. run. Okay. <laughs> Take the go money and it. run. Go for it." <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, he, he should have made some adjustments right at halftime, and then you know, after the red card, he didn't make a substitution until the seventy fifth minute yeah, or seventy third minute. It's yeah. didn't make sense, but that's yeah, typical so- Sergio. That would have been like Ben Johnny to fucking uh, Man City when they got money by. It's like, yeah, get on the fucking plate now or I'm going to kill you kind of thing. Like, get your ass going. Uh, I will ask you, Rui. Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, debate with the presidential election that's coming up for Porto. Uh, if, if you don't mind saying, what side of the fence do you, do you sit on currently? We, we can move on. If, I know <laughs> you move on you <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I don't want to get harassed online more than anything. <laughs> I hope both sides have fun and no one gets hurt. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no problem. No, no. I, I, to be honest, um, I don't know. Um, I want a new trajectory. I think it's time for it. And yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with Pinto the Kasha just being 85 years old. You know, I think it's time. I think football's changed, and I think Pinto the Gosh should just ride into the sunset, and that's it. Just kind of be around the club and whatnot. Obviously, the guy's freaking legend to us, uh, but I think we just need a. I think we need a different approach. You know, and I think he's. I think he's corrected his wrongs uh, in the last couple of. I, I want to say in the last year. In terms of uh, slapping the uh, the high release clauses on players, I think that was one of the thing that he one of the things that he failed to do in the last three or four years prior. You know, selling players like Vieta, uh, Fabio Vieira and Vitinha for 35, 40 or thirty million euros or whatever it is—that's ridiculous business. But I think he's made some improvements in the last six to twelve months on players uh, slapping release clauses on them. But at the end of the day, I think it's a little too late, and I think uh, he's too old, and we need a different. A different face, a refresh button, you know, end of an era. And it's been yeah. quite an era. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, um, I feel like, yeah, he's, he's a legend and no one can sort of under, under sort of perform his achievements because he's done so much for Porto. And he, 
He really does symbolise Porto as well, I would say, from uh, an outside perspective as well. But it does feel like, like you said, the last few years, losing players. I think your biggest issue is losing players on freeze, like Mbemba. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah great point. Yeah. I, th I think, did Jesus Corona leave on a free as well? Yeah, there's there's at least like one every year that's always i think he like left now. in january but it was like a yeah. dumb his his contract was going to expire in june so it, i think it was like five million euros which yeah. you know whatever it's something um i mean i would but. take that for teremi in january uh, <laughs> i would just take something uh but you know you should do better uh the corona was still in his prime you could have gotten more money for him in the summer if you can't renew you have to sell you know, yeah. we're not, we're not, Manchester. well, not really, Manchester United is not a really good uh, uh, example, but <laughs> no, we're not Man City, we're not Man City, we're not Real Madrid or Liverpool you or whatever, just where you can afford, you can afford a guy to ride it out into the sunset and just leave, you know, on a free. Yeah. You can't do it's that the, here. It's the reality of Portugal. You you can't really afford to light your money on fire like that as a Portuguese team. It's just, right. it's suicidal. Yeah. I do think as well, maybe it could take some competition in the form of uh, VS Boas for, um, no, I don't like, no, I'm not saying either one will win, but it might be the case of having a better opponent to run against that he might, if he does win the next election, he might think, okay, I'm on a shorter leash now that I, I know there's people that want a VS Boas or someone else. So they, might, they want maybe, some sort of change. So maybe that might, uh, that might make a uh, to cost a step up a bit, but, uh, one more thing I do want to uh, touch on from a poor perspective as well. Was there a Champions League draw that has just uh, come up in the round of 16? And, uh, of course, they are facing Arsenal, a team that obviously is... Uh, on us, but, you know, we have a history with them, especially last year um, with Arsenal. But what are your thoughts, uh, Rui, on the overall draw with, with Arsenal? Uh, could have been better, could have been worse, but uh, I'm okay with it. I think we have a shot to upset them. 100%. I think they're yeah, I think they're sure. a wonderful team in the Premier League, but I think when you're in Europe, it's a different ball game. Uh, the second <laughs> that you have this uh, Champions League DNA, that experience, that culture, being around in this competition really shows. I think Porto uh, made a couple of nice runs over the last several years because of that, even them being underdogs. Um, and you see it with Real Madrid winning the Champions League again and, and, and whatnot, we, teams that it seems like every year, the same teams go further and um, go as far as you can go. So I think that always plays a, plays a part. And despite them playing in their domestic league, not at the best level, they do well somehow in the, in the Champions League. I still think Manchester city are going to go really far this year. I think they've developed it. So um, I think we, I think we have a shot. Arsenal are a great team. I think pound for pound, they're, they're better than us in terms of quality, but, the competition's different. Yeah. How much uh, do you fear Fabio Vieira uh, leaking uh, Sergio Conceição's tactics throughout the locker room, bro? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We should buy someone from our. You know, yeah, what? Point, we should buy. We should buy someone from Arsenal in January just to uh, just, just to talk with them, just for yeah. the blind games. <laughs> um, I mean, he's obviously gonna have to do what he's got to do, but. I don't think that's much worry. I don't think they yeah. obviously they're they know how Porto are. Porto are like the uh, second tier Atletico Madrid in this competition. They just play very yeah. conservative, very organized in the back, and everything. So Arsenal are aware of what Porto can can bring, but 
I, I don't know. Maybe Fabio's going to tell them a thing or two. But I don't think it would make much of a difference. I think Arsenal is going to do what they usually do. And if it pays off, if they end up performing well, then, you know, it, it, it's theirs to take. But I think I think despite our issues, we can still uh, upset them and uh, and go through to the next round. I think you guys will. And then they'll be saying, you know, Arsenal Fan TV will be on saying, you know, we're focusing in on the league. We don't need these extra competitions. Just like, bro, it is the Champions well. League. But no, no, no. Just Get to it. bottle the league again like they did no, with us I know, last I know. season. I'm I telling know. you, this is what's going to happen. As soon as I started seeing about Benfica being top of the league, I knew it was over for them. I, I knew <laughs> Man City were going to It was Jover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, one one other thing I want to add for the Champions League draw is that Copenhagen reminds us of uh, well reminds me at least of when Sporting got drawn against Man City when we're like yes we made the round sixteen Fuck for like the first City. time in ages and it's like <laughs> oh Man City oh never mind sure. I guess that's why is it going. here's my question why is it always City grabbing these uh, sort of teams yeah and I saw <laughs> I, I I saw something on uh, some Manchester City fan saying uh, complaining about how Arsenal got Porto. Crazy like, oh, you got Copenhagen. And they were saying, yeah, I'm like, dude, you got Copenhagen. And we're not even got Copenhagen. Every year they somehow get Leipzig in their group. It's yeah. kind of sus. Like, some shit. I mean, but... yeah, I, I don't want to talk down on that sporting team as well, but we, we were so close. Originally, we got Juventus, didn't we? And then we got the, Juventus. The, we were like, the you know what? We, was, could, was we could do that. We, we thought it was doable because Juventus sucked. And then they're like, oh, we fucked up the draw. We got to do the whole draw again. It, it was wrong. It, it was wrong, even though nothing was actually wrong. And then they're, they're like, we just need to do it again. I'm like, oh, you bastards. Mm-hmm. We actually had hope. What could have been. But then it, I guess we did face Juventus like the year after the Europa League and lost anyway. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know oh, yeah. True. yeah, and then we fucked that up <laughs> against basically that same Juve team. Yeah, we, bottled, yeah. we bottled it that year, to be fair. Fucking fuck that game. But yeah, there is also the Europa League draw, and uh, all the Danny's own, teams own admission. Not a good draw. Da- yeah. Danny's favorite team. In- Listen, Danny let me just also just guys. say, my favorite thing about waking up Monday morning was seeing young boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pause. What do you mean by that? <laughs> and then you saw the Europa League draw afterwards. <laughs> and then I seen the Europa. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but, uh, good draws for all the Portuguese teams. They all got all of them got like a like a pretty. Favorable, accessible opponent, as they say. Braga, Braga's biggest thing is just the the journey there. Yeah, that's gonna be a like a hike. Would Um, be a good away day though. I think maybe not on a Thursday, but like Carabag. Carabag. Yeah, that's um, what the way days are full. Baku, right? It's actually the Dubai of like Central Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Dubai of uh, the former Soviet Russia. Yeah. Wait, that, yeah. that team is from Azerbaijan? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We played them in the Europa League Jeez. a few years ago, pre-COVID, I think. I think it was in the Champions League. They were oh, in no, it was the Europa. Was it, it was like Europa. Yeah, yeah. I remember Nani scored that worldie. He scored yeah. that banger. I, I thought we played them in the Champions League as well. Hosted. Like when we had They've like been Chelsea. In the Champions League, though, yeah. They've been, but yeah, yeah. not. The- no, when we had that group of Chelsea, I was sure that they were. In it the was the eighteen nineteen group stage where we had yes. Arsenal in our group as well. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, yeah. Braga gets yeah. Karabag, we got Young Boys, and Benfica gets Toulouse, so you're going to have a hard time to lose in the, uh, there's a yeah, it's, somewhere. It's Benfica's Toulouse, you know? <laughs> They're not Toulouse, correct. <laughs> we got there eventually. Uh, yeah, we, we, we will draw there. for all of them, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think 
from a sporting perspective, I, I, Amrim can say all he likes that it's not the priority and the league is the priority, but this should be a priority. This this should be a priority. And this should be. I don't want to say an easy win because I don't think any game in, in like Europe League is easy per se. And obviously, I don't think it's any of us watch the Swiss, the Swiss League. On on win. paper, they sh- it should be a win, but don't underestimate uh, young boys. Like they're a pretty top team. Like they they came from a chap they came from the Champions League. Yeah, you know, they're a Champions so they're, League they're team. Type there. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it's a, a favorable draw. It will be good to. I think it'll be a good game regardless uh, for all the Portuguese teams, but it'll be good to get those coefficient point, points up as well. I, I expect to see all three of them into the next round uh, yeah. with the way this draw. Like, they avoided like they avoid Shakhtar, they avoided AC Milan, like, they avoided some pain-in-the-ass teams. Uh, they avoided Feyenoord. Feyenoord playing the Roma again. They must be sick of playing each other the last, like, three, four seasons. Uh, that's just something I noticed. But yeah, they also avoid Galatasaray, who I would not want to make that away day uh, as a player. Um, yeah, I expect... That I expect was one of the teams I really didn't want. I really didn't want Galatasaray. I, I really didn't want like Galatasaray. Man, I was like, get, let me avoid Galatasaray. And obviously Milan as well. But I think those are the two that I was like, if we get them, it's going to be difficult. It, it was those two and like maybe Feyenoord, but that'd be... I didn't want like, Shakhtar personally. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. It's cha- there's always going to be a, some pretty good teams coming down from Champions League. This last season that they um they have the Champions League dropouts as well. Yeah. They moved to the new the group uh, uh, money, the, making, money making format with the single yeah. table. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. The coefficient points. I also don't think, like we said earlier, I don't think we could rule Porto out. I feel like it's going to be a good game between Porto and Arsenal. Definitely yeah. a very physical game as well. I feel like Porto can definitely match Arsenal's physicality. But, um, you know, uh, it's we'll find out eventually, I suppose. But uh, one thing I do want to share before we wrap up, it'll be a quick one, just the, the league predictions that we all had uh, for the Porto game. So Danny, unfortunately, didn't have time to edit his in. I think he was, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was too drunk, I think. You know, too many beers in the, the pre-game, pre-game nerves were, were kicking in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Sam's so uh, the only one who got the actual result, but I'm the only one who had a goal scorer. So we only got one point each. I did think it would be a one nil Paulinho like ninety ninety minute. I almost win. put one nil Jokeras, and I left yeah. it at one one, and I was stupid for doing that. I mean, I also I thought Jokeras was going to score one, and that Pot was going to score the other one too. I think I should. <laughs> <get the mystery. laughs> yeah, you, uh, actually, you actually did put in the prediction, but it must have got wiped or something. Yeah, I'll wipe oh, out, no, brother. I don't know. Nah. Well, but one week I don't I don't bet on or I don't put in. Uh, well, I didn't put in anything, but I didn't put in Pot like. Is the yeah. one who finally scores, you know. So this is the table out right now. So I'm still in first by uh, I go up one point. Uh, Chris is on 31. Denny's on 30. Sam is just five points behind, but that's five points he can make that up. Where you're having a tough time making it up is fantasy. <laughs> oh, yeah, good segue because I was just about. To <laughs> that's what I assumed you were going to. Another big week for me on fantasy. I actually, do need to load it up first. But uh, although yes. I left some points on the bench. Even in my uh, FPL Premier League, I'm doing, I'm just doing awfully bad, and I'm at the point where it's like, I have to pick players that people aren't going to pick. If that makes sense, because I'm not going to make up the points. You got to try. Yeah, yeah, if you have the the same guys as everybody else, you're just not going to catch up. But it was tip. My luck on the FPL was that I put Solanke as captain, and then there was a heart Mm. attack in the game. (laughs) I was just like, the game. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's, and he that's scored. Crazy. Yeah. Sure. Just my luck. But uh, yeah, in the uh, I won't show the team just because of time constraints. Been here for nearly an hour and a half. But uh, yes, I'm down there in uh, sixty uh, at six hundred fifty-six points. Pretty much a hundred points ahead of me is is Richard, and that with seventy-seven, very good game week. Uh, Chris with sixty-two, and Danny still top of the table, back on top. Uh, and I will say, I left some points on the bench. I had benched Diamande initially, so I left. I think my other central defender got like three points. Yeah, if I took his guy with twelve points, why did you put the rocker player in, man? I'm what? I'm confused. You put in a Tiago's guy. Tiago's guy's been my team for time, brother. But I'm not been so bad. So th- that's why in my team, if I can get back to it, I put, I can't remember who they were playing against, but I put, uh, I think it might be from Macau or someone, but I, I, oh, a dual percent, I think guys. it was. And I, I put loads of dual percent plays in because I was like, oh, they get, they're going to smack I did And of course, well. I've got Arab Warrior on the bench. <laughs> I, I started I started Fujimoto and I have Arsonist on my bench. And Arsonist uh, got me at least a few more points. See, I, le- I left a couple but, points with Diamande and I left some points on my goalie, I think, as well. Yeah. That's it. With me though, I I I I'll get back to you on the next podcast. I need to understand. I need to see how many times I've scored sixty nine points because I'm convinced at this point it's like four or five times this year, this week. It'd, this it'd year. be near. It'd be around there. Sixth yeah. place in Canada as well, Danny. You know, six, uh, six. Pretty not I'm too bad. Six and I got sixty nine. Turn that nine nice. upside down. It's a six. Jesus Christ! You guys still have both. You Toronto. both still have both. And hard to let uh, me and uh, Chris down this week. I've transferred Hartha for uh, Pot. I had some pre transfers and some. I had Pot he almost time, scored, yeah. but he almost. Yeah. Safe from Twitter. Bro. I put Pot back in uh, over him. I had Dio Kost yeah. on my bench, but Andrew, you know, picked up the points for me. I week. had Vanilla starting, but the I had Batista on my bench, so I could have got an extra point from Batista if I started him. Yeah, thirteenth in America for for Chris as well. So All yeah. Right. Nice. But other than that, I don't think there's anything else. To what are you in the UK, more. Sam? Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, go on. Let's have a look. Let's uh, have a look. I'm not last. I'm Thank God. 131st out of 200. You're not last. But you better hope the guy from last loses the count. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it, it's it's not far off uh, to be yes. honest. But, but yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything else unless anyone else has got anything to. Uh, nothing on my end. Like. We probably uh, handball had that. a great weekend. They beat Porto and Benfica, Super Tassa. Yeah, I, I don't want to pile on more on Porto, but and the basketball Porto, team also and just beat them also too. Beat and them, Porto yeah. basketball too. Sorry, good brother. Week, good week to be playing <laughs> Porto, I guess. Sweep. <laughs> the sweep this weekend for sporting. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that. this I think this is probably our last show of this calendar year, I'm assuming. Because I don't yes. think we're going to be doing a show on Boxing Day slash Christmas Day or whatever the hell. To talk on. only about the Tasa Liga game. Yeah, yeah, so we'll probably be back in the new year once we've had the Tasa Liga and another league game to go through. Uh, so, yeah, we'll wish everybody now a happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, happy New Year. Stay safe. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Dad, go nuts. <laughs> Definitely drink a lot. Basically, is what Richard is trying or, to say. Or don't, or don't. Like, but you know, I will. <laughs> or don't, but or don't. But I probably want. will. <laughs> yeah, you have, you you have free will. You're fine. Do what do. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I will say a special thank you again for for Reed coming on. I know it probably wasn't the the best appearance to make with the the result and everything, but we do appreciate you coming on uh, as well. So yeah, thank. I hope you had a good time as well, considering the the results. Circumstances. So, yeah. No, definitely, guys. Always enjoy. I was here on the show last year and, you know, it was a reverse fixture basically, but um, 
Always had That's a good why time I wasn't in. on it last year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I knew I, I knew what I was uh, getting myself into. Uh, you know, you guys are all good guys, and I listen to your podcast uh, quite often. And you guys do a great job, and everything. You guys keep it funny too. Uh, you all have good uh, input, so I knew it was going to be a good time and uh, good discussion and and whatnot. So I'm I'm happy to uh, to be on here, and uh, definitely looking forward to uh, you know the next matchup. Yeah, and make sure you do follow uh, the Twitter account for the Porto podcast. Even if you're a sporting fan, you can still give it a listen. Uh, I'm sure yeah. most of us do here anyway. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, and also make sure you follow Danny there. You can follow Chris there. Also follow Richard there. You can also follow myself. There we go, myself there. But most importantly, make sure you follow all things available on all social media and podcast platforms. To keep up to date with transfer rumors and podcasts and everything like that. Other than that, Thank you for watching. See you next time. Peace.